<laughs> nice one, great mate. All right, welcome back everybody for the second part of my discussion with Mr. Adrian Fletcher here. Um, we just finished our dinner, um, delicious stuff, can highly recommend Thai curry in, in London. You don't need to comment on that, that's not a question. Okay, um, we... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll comment on whatever I damn well please. It's a family show, please watch your language. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, we left you hanging with a little um, plug for my um, little tool I made. So do check the email I sent at the beginning of the season. It's really good. It's award-winning. It genuinely has won awards. It's um, visualisation of every play in the, in the NFL the last three years so you can see what went on in it. To be fair, it is actually quite good for, for, for what it does. You know. Oh, thanks, mate. I mean, given the source, I, I was, I was immensely impressed because essentially it loaded. Yeah. But after that, it was quite good. Yeah, as it's, well. it's, um, I wrote it in R. I've been, I've been learning a little bit over um, Fair enough. Yeah, the other thing before we get into any more is um, uh, just to mention the rule change in the league this year where waivers will now be... Uh, decided on an auction-based system, so we will have a starting budget, which I think is 200, but it's down to the site and it doesn't really matter because everything scales. Um, 200 points, dollars, whatever you want. You get to spend it through the season. When it comes to a waiver day, you submit your dollar value for the player, and if you are top, you get that player. So what happens when you are out of dollars? When you're out of dollars, you will probably lose any um, bid, uh, but you can submit zero. I think you can submit zero dollar bid, which means if you're the only person to bid, then you will get that player. Okay. And also, once once it's cleared, everybody's then available as a free agent, so you can go and pick up anyone in that vicinity as well. Okay. And do we know how ties would be broken at all? I do not. I do not. But so we will, can assume that it would default to a standard. Some sort of list. Some sort. Yeah. Of so there must be a waiver order underlying it. Just there just in must case. be. There must be. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, that seems reasonable. Yes, we'll both say that we're, all, we're, all, we're very happy with it. Um, okay, let's um, move on to a bit more of an interesting discussion and um, just checking the tweets again uh, coming in. And someone says um, the first half of the show there, this new guy, it was very me, me, me. We're not that interested in him. Can we please talk about some players? It's a bit rude. I, yeah, I mean, I think that is rude, and I'm going to find that person, yep. pump them down, I'm going to take their phones. Oh, really? Okay, well, let me tell you who it is. It's, um, it's uh, FantasyLover5X693B, so if you want to hunt them down, yeah. you can... Um, so, uh, a, a, so after the show, after the show, I'll, I'll be doing that. So um, we're two of the finest uh, fantasy football minds right here, right now. I think people are interested to know what we think of current players. And um, I think I asked you at the beginning of the show... What's your, what's your prep for this season? And we got quite deep into um, all the mock drafting you've done, the database you've got. Um, why don't you ask me what prep I've done? What prep have you done? Not very much, not very much. So I'm actually yeah. hoping to use this to learn some things from you. I think in previous years, I've, I've either been very well prepared or probably more likely just Googled a few things I wanted to parrot on, on the podcast, but I don't really know anything. So let me, let me ask as the uninformed viewer, let me the, be the voice of um, the person just starting out their prep this year. And I thought what worked quite nicely last year Talk to you about the top 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 twelve. So the the, the likely first rounders, um, and we're going to use the fantasy pros um, listing because it's a uh, consolidation aggregation yeah, of so, yeah, lots it, lots it, of different people. It's aggregate the projections of different sites, which is why I was using it for for, for mine, uh, and it seemed easy. Uh, so wisdom wisdom of crowds. Yeah, yeah. Wisdom of crowds. Uh, and so we might might be worthwhile mentioning a few people 
just beyond the, the, the top 12. So sure. they break them into tiers. So there's tier 1, tier 2, and as we call it, it's down to about tier 16. Uh, so the, the first two tiers have 14 players in. So that's that should theoretically be everyone who might might go first round. And, and the tiers being a sort of embodiment of what you were talking about, where there's players that might have slightly different projections, but broadly the same, and then yeah. there's a bit of a tier break, and then there's a new bunch of players that are kind of similar. So Yeah, so uh, as I think we mentioned, tier one is all money max. Uh, and it, again, they're, they're the real top end of, uh, of fantasy running backs. I imagine if you got any, you'd be relatively happy. So, so let's start there. The, the, the top five, the top five players... Um, where do you read them out? Uh, so Saquon Bally, uh, Bagley even, from uh, the Giants. Christian McCaffrey over Carolina. Alvin Kamara from the Saints. Uh, Zeke Elliott at Dallas. And uh, David Johnson, who I hate, at the Arizona Cardinals. Sure, and let's talk a bit better about them. I think there's an interesting conversation as well about what happened to some of the... There was a clear top four last year, um, some are notably absent, maybe all of them. Well, was it Zeke still there? Well, David Johnson's there. So Zeke's there, David Johnson is there, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, not there after essentially missing the season uh, so I, and and joining the Jets joining come the Jets, on yeah. that pushes him down so a bit. I heard an actually an interesting debate on a on a radio show right that, that some of your viewers might be familiar with it's a Miami Bears show with Dan Levitard show uh, they were talking about what is uh, what is worse on your body uh, a season as a running back in the NFL or spending a season out in Miami uh, so uh, the theory being he might have just been partying for a year and may not be physically capable of running. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, he is in he is in the tier two. Uh, who isn't actually according to them is Todd Gurley. Mm. So Todd Gurley, I essentially rode to the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, literally on his back. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, he's gone this year. So. Well, he's he's not gone. He's, no, he's, he's he's there somewhere, but he's yeah. Late. So he, he's actually tier three. So. He's and, what, and why is that? Todd Gurley overall number one generally last year. Um, Incredible last year. So. Is, but but even pre pre you know yeah. in the draft he was considered to be number one or, yeah. or number two with Bell yeah. So. From the playoffs last year, so Todd Gurley obviously missed quite a lot of playoff time without a terribly specific reason being given. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were injuries, but he was expected to play more in the Super Bowl than he did. Okay. Uh, and Perez coming back from that with CJ Anderson, I think there's some question over whether he'll have the amount of workload that he did last year. That might be reduced a bit. Is CJ Anderson still there? I uh, don't know, can't remember. Um, I don't think he is, actually. I, 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 I don't know, I can't remember. Um, anyway... But uh, I think there's, there's some concern over Todd Gurley physically, as okay. in whether he's as physically capable. Is his knees something about yeah, arthritis? Yeah, he may have arthritis in, in one knees. of his knees. Yeah. Uh, so there is very much a, there's an expectation of a drop off, obviously. Mm. So it's he's dropped down. Uh, but I think the fact that no one's quite sure how much it is is reflected in the fact that he is still projected as like a third round pick. So he's. There's, still there's upside. I mean, he, he, if, if, if he plays and plays like last season, then he's he's number well, probably number one that week. I mean, Todd Gurley's average um, uh, draft position has been very a very interesting story if you tracked it over time because it's rookie season. He was considered very very good, but he missed the first few games of the season. Was it injury? I forget. There was some reason he didn't play, and then shot up, and he was consensus top couple the next season. I remember I drafted in one league and was just abysmal, really, because their offensive line was terrible and the, the mm-hmm. team stacked the box, he couldn't get in the game. And then he's he had an ADP in the third round. I picked him up third round in, in one of the leagues. I don't think our league. And um, was just incredible again. 
and last year he's up at number one again, and then he's that. So he's been sort of sort of first round, third round, first round, third round, like <laughs> his whole career. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, um, yeah. First time I think you'll go into a season after essentially being last year's best regular season mm. fantasy mm. player. Um, and yeah, down to a, to the third round. So it'll be interesting. Up, so, upside, but a risk, I suppose. If if you're taking yes. someone with a high drop pick, you want to lock in someone you're confident in. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, so, for example, last year I, I took David Johnson in yep. the first round of a different, uh, different league, and he was terrible. Like he, as as a running back, he was he was good, but so interesting. He wasn't terrible. He he might have scraped in the top ten or twelve running backs, but you didn't feel good about it each week, and you hated the fact that you spent a top yes. top four pick on him. My entire season was was that with uh, yeah, yeah. with David Johnson, mainly because. He'd obviously have a year before out injured, and so his actual uh, was it his rookie or second year where he was just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was really expecting like twenties every week, and he yeah. very rarely, uh, very rarely got up to that kind. And of it level. wasn't an injury last year that, that no, stopped him. No, no, because his injury was um, was his arm, wrist it? or something. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so but he's he's back there again, so that maybe reflects. Thoughts for Arizona will 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 use him because they've got Kyler Murray at quarterback. Kyler Murray, who's generated a bit of excitement, he's another yeah. another one of these new batch of uh, quarterbacks coming through that mm. can throw some bombs. I obviously don't know anything that much about him. Never see college football. I don't see college football. I hear a couple of people talking about being excited mm. to see him. You know, same as Mahomes last year. I'm not saying he'll be Mahomes last year. I think I am saying he won't be Mahomes next year. Yeah. But what do I know? Um, so I always, th- I always think rookies are going to be not that useful, and then, uh, then Saquon Barkley right in my face. Yeah, well, Saquon, I kind of we all knew Saquon was going to be good. There was a lot of talk about, it, and then his preseason was amazing. And I remember sitting there at five, I think I was, or maybe at six. I think Antonio Brown went at five, and I was at six. And I was really debating between him and Alvin Kamara, and I just went with Kamara at the end. I I like the guy. I thought I might regret Saquon, and actually Saquon was a bit better than Kamara last year. But I loved having Kamara, and I yeah. and I went and looked it up, and Barkley would not have got me more points in the finals. So no rugrats on that one. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I think the, the top five uh, is essentially. I, I think you could pick any and, yeah. and be relatively happy. I don't think there's any really good way of projecting one of them to be more than the others. Which I which which which, have, which which one would you pick? You got number one pick. Which one do you uh, think? Barkley. The pit back here. Yeah. What do you like about him? Uh, um, he does. He does everything. I just don't think the Giants have that many other weapons, and they're going to have to feed Barkley yeah. as much as they can. And he's and they're they're winning. He's running the ball. They're losing. That he's been throwing the ball. So he's <laughs> yeah. So he's I, not, I, not a game script dependent. Yeah, I think he's he he's real good. Real good. Um, yeah, but then I, I like McCaffrey as well, and I actually think uh, McCaffrey might. My outperform him on the basis that the Giants do have nothing else, so you know he may he may feature in some like double coverage and people stacking the box, so that might affect his, his production, but it didn't last year. So I don't him. like McCaffrey, and I was scoffing at people taking him in the early second round last year, and I was wrong about it. Very wrong. And I'm <laughs> thanks, mate. I'm still hoping I'm right about it. So I think I'm going to avoid taking him. Although I didn't want to... Before my draft decision, I didn't want to be in a position of choosing between Kamara and Barkley, and actually it was very fine. Um, I just want to be right... Kareem Hunt was another one. I wanted to be right about the fact that Kareem Hunt wasn't a first-rounder last year, and I was entirely wrong. 
until I was until I was dramatically right. <laughs> <laughs> Very dramatic. With a indeed. with a sort of act of God kind of um, act of violence, really. But um, yeah, that wasn't ideal for Kareem Hunt. He's, he's obviously he's back this year on on the bounce. He's got a big point. suspension, I think. I mean, he has so. a big suspension. He'll come back at some point. And he's got Nick Chubb in there. Too. Yeah, so that's worth considering. So Nick Chubb is in the second, second tier of these projections. So he's projected to go at the end of the first round. Yep. Um, now for me, that's seems a, a very solid pick for until Kareem Hunt is back, and then what happens? Well, you you know you you handcuff you 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 play to win and you play to win the playoffs and yeah. you know is that early? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Alvin Kamara, I spoke a bit about him. What, what's your thoughts on Kamara? So I remember saying to you before last year's draft. Yeah. But my worry with, with Kamara last year would be that a lack of Mark Ingram would force him to, to play, play, play more. all the snaps and the additional wear on him yep. would, would cause a drop in production. That was not true. It, it ended up meaning that he carried and caught the ball a lot more and therefore yes, scored more points. So so my theory was that Mark Ingram did, did the hard bits and then Alvin Kamara just kind of came in and yeah. took advantage of gaps that it developed. That apparently isn't what was happening. Alvin <laughs> Kamara was just really good. Yeah, Mark yeah. Ingram was just in the way. Yeah. Um, and I think that will be the same again. Uh, and, and what is the Mark Ingram situation this year? He plays for Baltimore. So what is the Kamara situation this year? Uh, he's just going to score lots of points. Is there a Mark Ingram player in New Orleans this year? Uh, there is, but I've forgotten who it is. Um, yeah, so their other guy is... is Latavius Murray, that oh, is right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Latavius Murray has just hung around fantasy for ages, being Latavius Murray. Yeah. And threatening to do something, but never actually doing it. No, the one thing he does do is he, he bangs in some of the goal line. Yeah. The side. But then Kamara would then generally take them in from like 10, 15 yards out rather than be on the two yard line. Yeah, I don't think that having Latavius Murray hurts him really. I think yeah. Latavius Murray's less of a threat to Kamara's numbers than Ingram was. Yep. So. Right. Yep. England, by the way, I think is a good pick. If, if he's good value, where he's somewhere in the middle, middle rounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think you can get him. Uh, but so in the sec, I would actually have David Johnson as well. Like I would have him top of tier two. These guys have him bottom of tier one. I, I would have. So him top you would have two. who's four? I forget. Four is uh, Zeke. Zeke. Four is Zeke, and then you would have a. Uh, That's where I would break. You would you would be happier to go two, three, four, then you would then drop into five. And yeah. uh, Zeke at four, he was at number one a week or so ago, one or two. Do we know what's happened to Zeke? I heard something about possible holdout talks and what's a new contract, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm not 100% sure what's happening with with Zeke because, I, I don't know, I've, I've heard less about it. I, I think it's just ongoing concerns about contract talk and that he might possibly miss some games with, with that. Yeah. He, what was he suspended for last year? I forget. Uh, you thought... Um, Oh, yeah. I should know because I had him that season. I had to, I had to really ride that one. Um, I thought he was yeah, going to miss so. six games. He then he didn't, but then he missed the playoffs. So um, Zeke's kind of my guy because the two seasons I did win it, he was in my team. Both I think him and Bell were in my team both both years. Yeah. So just just, just checking quickly there, uh, he's essentially told the Cowboys he won't play next season without a contract. Mm. So he's gone a bit Melvin Gordon, who himself has dropped off the face. Of yeah, the, so, the face of the draft. Yeah. So Melvin Gordon. Is is now according to this like a second rounder? He's not even in their, their tier two. Uh, given his production last year, that's crazy. But he is 
saying he's refusing to play. And he's gone further than Zeke, I think, who has signed a new contract but wants more money. Um, I think Gordon has requested a transfer or or a new contract. I don't think Zeke said that. No, but that news tells you you won't play Bobham without a new one, yeah. so it's yeah. essentially the same. And we're all now we'll worry about that being a real possibility after, after Bell. Although Bell didn't get the contract he wanted, I don't think. I don't think the money is quite there for running backs. No, uh, I then, see their point, though, because it's a real wearing position. So, I mean, you, you need that cash dollar. But, uh, yeah. Melvin, think, Melvin Gordon, where could he go? Because I don't think there's that many teams. If he chose to leave the Chargers? It'll be tough because uh, my flatmate's a, a, a Chargers fan and, and his opinion of Melvin Gordon is that he's good but not good enough to justify, you know, spending loads of money on and, and stuff and that he's more of a compiler than than, than dynamic so like, yeah. he just gets a lot of carries and that leads yeah. to, to numbers eventually. Uh, so I don't see him going anywhere amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone... So I, think, I think there's two teams that... My take in, which really limits your market. I mean, Tampa Bay haven't had a good running back true, in many years. Since uh, Doug. Since Doug, yeah. Who, yeah, Doug. Um, who had good seasons and bad seasons. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't amazing, but. Um, Texans. I know your man Lamar Miller's there, but. No, that, he, that, no. That, that's... Lamar Miller's my boy. <laughs> we'll remain my boy. We'll remain. They've just cut Dante, Dante Foreman. So they... uh, yeah, so Foreman is at. Um... Did he get picked up? Yeah, he's gone to... Um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, someone who runs by committee. It might be the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't 100% remember where, where Foreman is now, but he's, uh, he's about somewhere. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's Indianapolis, I think. Indianapolis. I believe it's Indianapolis, okay. yeah. Oh, All right, so you've got the top four, and you know we've thrown out some things. Like people kind of know if you're in the top four, you're happy. Yeah. Um, I think it gets interesting, and then because you haven't talked about wide receivers at all, if you go from sort of four to eight or nine, in that range, which a lot of us will be picking in that range, just statistically, yeah. it, you've got some decisions to make there. Yeah, uh, so, t- tell us your thought process. So four, four, so five to nine is, is obviously, there's Johnson in there, uh, James Connor as well as we have a running. My boy last year, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, that'd be a good pick. And then you've got some wide receivers in, in this position. So you've got DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And also Travis Kelsey at, at tight end. Travis Kelsey is where? Travis Kelsey on this is nine. Nine, goodness, tight end. Yeah, that is extremely high for a tight end. He's an extremely valuable tight end. He is the most valuable tight end because he's essentially another wide receiver. But he's also valuable because the market for tight ends is very sparse. It is, yeah. And he is the, the most guaranteed return, I think. He, so Zachert's will get you decent numbers, George Kittle will get you decent numbers, but Kelsey for at least two years has put up actual wide receiver numbers. And you're pairing him with a very dynamic Chiefs offense. offense yeah, incredible. Mahomes so. in there, the running backs are always doing They well. stretch the field with, with Tyreek. Yep. Do they still have Sammy Watkins? They do have Sammy Watkins. Tyreek, was, there was talk about, about him being suspended and he's now not going to be suspended. So, yeah. yeah. So... Tyreek's up there. Um, what I would say about that is if I was picking, if I was picking there. It, I would be looking at, at hopefully taking one of the running backs. Um, I'd want to avoid taking a wide receiver if I could. And why is that? Uh, so I actually think that the, the wide receivers available in that that field are not uh, in that area are not as dynamically better as the, as the ones below them as I'd want. So DeAndre Hopkins is obviously as close as you can get at wide receiver. Also my boy. Yeah. Like, I mean, he just doesn't drop the ball. 
and they throw to him a lot. Uh, you, it doesn't not just drop the ball, but you put it the ra- yes. the radius he can get to. I mean, he's, he's got the big big. I think he has to have. It doesn't have custom made gloves. He has the biggest gloves available and cuts holes in them because his hands are too big. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> insane. So like Hopkins, I would I wouldn't be too worried about taking uh, Devontae Adams if I was in that position. Which is what it's also Devontae Adams. It's the highest he's been. But Jordy yeah, Nelson, Jordy so, Nelson paired with Aaron Rodgers used to be a regular first round pick. Yeah, and that's fair enough. He retired by the way just recently. So he signed a one-day contract with the Packers so to retire with Packers. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so Devontae Adams is good. He's, he's, he's decent. Like, he's decent and Aaron Rodgers is, is incredible. Uh, but I think what you would probably find return-wise is I think it was better like, I, in terms of value. So I don't think he's, he's that good and I don't think that the Packers in general are, are that strong a team to, to just by taking him at that position over... Like, if, you, if you're picking at ninth, then you're picking the second round relatively high. So I think if you were to pass over Devontae Adams and, and you'd get James Conner, according to, to this draft, yeah. I think available at your next wide receiver pick, you'd have your choice probably of Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, uh, possibly Tyreek Hill as well. And I think those three offer enough value that's almost equivalent to Devontae Adams, if not... I think Tyreek stands a chance of being better, uh, then I, I would go with one of them. Yeah, I, I as counterpoint, um, I think you're a little underselling Devontae Adams. He was incredible last year. He, I think he scored a touchdown just about every game. Um, regardless of how the Packers were playing, he was getting fed. He also, the year before when Aaron Rodgers went down, Brett Hundley came in. Everyone was worried about him. Jordy Nelson fed off the, the, the planet and... Adams was still getting fed just just as well, so he's yeah, less sort of tied to that, um, and was incredibly good. I, th- I think it's right that he, him, and Hopkins are the, are the top two on there. I do hear. I think there's something to be said for having a look at your at who you would be getting in the second round, mm. and there's a point at which you, I think talking of tier drop offs, I think there's a an end to a tier of running backs that is somewhere early in the second round, where because you, you could be getting a, a you could be getting Adams and Bell or something. But if you miss the end of that running back thing and you're then picking, I don't know who's down there, but like if you if you end up with Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas, then suddenly you're first running backs in the third round. And Yeah, so Michael Thomas is available at number 15 on this. And Michael Thomas is, is money. I, 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 I would pick Michael Thomas ahead of Devontae Adams. I would pick Devontae Adams ahead of... Oh, fine. I'll fight you, I, uh, I also was, uh, picked Gronk in the second round last year and should have picked Devontae Adams and I knew yeah. it, but because I, I had to do two... Tight ends went for Gronk, and that was a terrible decision. And uh, yeah, so um, so anyway, so to round off their tier here. Yep. So Kelsey, I, I think would be a real bold pick in the first round, but someone will, will take him second because he, he had such huge amount of value. Um, but I could say if I was if I was eleven twelve. Yeah. I, I, I might if I was twelve, I might well take Kelsey because if I was thinking of taking him at thirteen. Take him at twelve, and then you say you take him in the first round. Yeah, that that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but um, so then after that, you've got um, another kind of so the bottom half of tier two for these guys is Julio Jones, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Le'Veon Bell. So Nick Chubb is up there. Nick Chubb's first rounder these days. Apparently so. Oh, I think he had a good preseason game. That's okay. He did. Uh, so I would be like you. My reaction to that is. 
If I was taking Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon first round, I would be a little disappointed with, with that as my first round pick. I love taking Mixon at the very end of the second or beginning of the third last year. Yeah, and I think he's probably slightly better than that. Yeah. But as your first round pick, yeah. they are not exciting picks. No. Um, I mean, I might be being a bit harsh on Nick Chubb because his name's Nick Chubb. And that is just a, you know, that's, that's a real turn off. But there is there is some players like that. Uh, so well, then, Mike Evans, I think, suffers a bit of that. I think not uh, from me, not from you, but he's got one of those names that he does. You can pass over on him, and he so. plays for Tampa. Yeah, and like you know, I mean, if you if you approach Nick just on a, a kind of just a gut feeling way, I mean, he does play for Tampa Bay. So yeah. It feels like he should should be worse than say uh, Juju Smith Schuster. So, going back to what you said about Mixon and Chubb, I think I would be slightly disappointed getting them where you're talking about, where I would be much happier getting locking in a, a, a wide receiver, one a Hopkins or a Adams, where I know they're going to be great all season, whereas yeah. Mixon... So, for me, I think I would take a wide receiver ahead of those guys. So I would take a wide receiver ahead of both. I think... I, so, at the bottom of there, you've got Odell Beckham Jr. and, um, and Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. New new team, new team. Uh, you know, I would, I would feel compelled to take him. I think. Yeah. Um. So I like that's start of the second round, basically early second round, and I think that's a good time to be taking Odell. Can I tell you who won't take Odell there? Uh. Yes. Thank you, uh, Mr. Ollie. He is done with Odell Beckham Jr. He, that's more he's, than he's, a, he's a Giants fan too, so he wanted to be a, a homer for him, yeah. but um. Yeah, he, he would not touch that guy. So that's the thing. Like, I, I would be... Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure on Odell. I'm yeah. not, not 100% sold. I think there's there's possibility for downside there. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I think, is unbelievable value for early second round. Yeah. Like, I would be thrilled to pick up Le'Veon Bell there. In fact, if I was if I was picking ninth, I'd take Le'Veon Bell. Where's Gurley going? Gurley is... A little bit below this, so he's going about seventeen, I believe. Oh, second, okay. So, so eighteen. But the, the idea that you could start off a draft this year with Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell seems crazy. It does, doesn't it? And you could you could hit the jackpot if you did it, or you could be streaming running backs every game of the season. Exactly. <laughs> well, you yeah. wouldn't. No, Bell, you wouldn't be streaming, but um, I mean, Gurley, you certainly could be. Yeah. So Le'Veon Bell, uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but you recently apologised to fantasy owners who had him last year. We will need to okay. hear from Jonah whether that apology is accepted or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I as long as as long as Jonah hasn't gone <laughs> some kind of quest to kill Le'Veon Bell and, yeah. and is still involved in that, yes, we would. But I don't accept it because um, he gave me James Connor, so thank you very much, Le'Veon Bell. But like he followed it up with a guarantee that he would get. Um, I, I, it was ridiculous. I can't remember what it was like. Something a guarantee meant. though. Like, yeah, he guaranteed five hundred touches. Wow. Yeah, he said he was going to get five. Even if he's injured. He just guaranteed him. Well, that's, well, they should lock that in. I mean, you know. Why on James Conner? Um, yeah. Fantastic for me all season. Basically gave me a free pass to the um, to the playoffs because I cheated and picked him up. Um, but then decided not to play in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, that was strange. That was annoying. And um, Nick had his backup. And Nick actually offered, made me a derisory offer in the season involving his backup as a makeway on the basis that if I took him, I would lock in an amazing player for the playoffs and I said no way and that was a bad decision yeah it sounds like it um, you must feel bad 
No, because then, uh, you know, I was trying to get this monkey off my back of having one every year, so it was... Uh, uh, fair enough. Trying really hard. I almost didn't make it, but... Uh, I, have, I have one quick question for you. Sure, yeah, please, sure. please. It's actually a three-part question, so it's not that quick. Um, so, relatively speaking, assuming the, the, the draft is, is going fine, first off, where would you envisage taking a quarterback? So, for example, so... Yeah. So, first two rounds, we'll assume you've picked up your RB1 and WR1. Sure. So... So let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, let me put it a different way. Which comes first, yeah. quarterback or tight end? So you're going into the third round, and and Kittle or Ertz are available or Mahomes is there. Yeah, um, uh, I think I'm taking Ertz or Kittle in the third round. Um, I mean, it's 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 play dependent. If you look at the listing, the quarterbacks are kind of scattered along there, so you, yes, you couldn't say for sure. I I I would think I wouldn't take Mahomes this year. Not that I don't love Mahomes and wouldn't like to have him, but I think someone's going to pull the trigger on him before I will. Yeah. Um, I quite. I've. I've always quite liked the quarterbacks in the sort of eight, nine, ten range. Um, I think there's some great value in. You know, you can wait till like the tenth round to pick one. I think I did last year. You wait in the tenth round to pick up someone and. I can't, well, I, I did, did terribly last year because I got Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins. Garoppolo got injured and Kirk Cousins. I wish he had of because then I'd have found someone else to play. Um, <laughs> But like, well, Mahomes was down there. We're not saying we're going to find him over time. But I mean, you got Roethlisberger pretty late on, and he was incredible. Or oh, did you trade for him? I, uh, I traded for Roethlisberger. I got to meet Winston, which was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a mistake. Was... But I may well. Which is the thing about taking a late quarterback is that you could—they're not a lock, and you could um, fail. But there's someone out there. It's not. It's, there's 32 quarterbacks of which maybe 18 are usable. You play the map. This is yeah. you can get by on. I it. think this this sentence might come back to hurt me at some point during yeah. the draft. But in an ideal world, yeah. uh, I think in terms of where I could get him and what I expect production to be, yeah. in an ideal world, I'd, I'd draft Matt Ryan from the Falcons. I don't think I will ever draft him because I think he's worse than he is. <laughs> but, but, but he is, but it's, he, he runs in an offense where he gets, it's particularly at home, yeah. so that's the problem with Matty Ice. Like, in Atlanta, he yeah. will put up huge numbers, but every second week you have to put up with him essentially turning into, you know, yeah. a real but, but I, but I But to, to Richard, I think he's worse than he is, which means he's better than I think he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that. But it's like it's like um, flipping McCaffrey. Like, I would, hate to, I would hate to be fourth and McCaffrey's still on the board this year because I have to take him, but I don't want him. But yeah. so I probably wouldn't take it. I probably, I'd probably find a reason not to take him. Um, so, uh, tight. Well, you asked about tight ends there. Mm. I mean, Kelsey maybe first round, maybe second round. Uh, where else in Kittle? Third round, maybe end of uh, second. Uh, give me two seconds. Sure, sure, sure. sure. He's around twenty-four. And again, with the scarcity, probably some will pick him a little bit earlier. I quite like just keep hitting running backs and wide receivers. Um, yeah, so I think... But, but but that means I always play with a relatively bad quarterback and a relatively bad tight end. And I'm a, well, except for last year where I had to do tight ends, which was quite a fun. Um, I'm kind of sick of having a bad tight end. <laughs> that's it's just they're, they're terrible well, down there at the bottom there. That's the problem with, with the tight end position. If you miss the, the, the top three... Yeah. Then you might as well wait. I don't even, I don't even like the fights. Like, I, Jared Cook, can I trust him? I don't no. know. No, he's on the Saints now. I know, but yeah. I've had him. I had him in Green Bay. Rubbish. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I felt like with the top the, the top 12, the first round, mm. I felt I pretty much knew what who, who I should be picking at each spot last year, or broadly. 
this year it's much more difficult because I feel the people at the end of the first are not people who are just a little bit worse than the people at the top. They are people that could be incredible or could be terrible. It's just much. It feels like there's a much wider range of outcomes at the yeah, end of the true. first round than there was last year. They're, 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 and there's all, to be fair, the entire second round feels like that. So do you pick Levy or Mel? I mean, I would, but that could really bite you. Uh, same with, with, with Gurley... That's the thing about wide receivers. Wide, wide receivers are much more stable year on year as well than running yeah. backs, and they get less injured. Is the theory, but um, they also you know that they're going to get targeted and um, not going to get worn down, and maybe it's an injury thing. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So then, the other question that, that I well, you had three questions. You only asked one, so you've got two it, others. It was, it was three. Okay, so yeah. it's essentially the same question with with defense and kickers. Oh yeah. yeah. So kickers have a tendency to all go. Yeah. In the, the last round. So everyone does sure, all the best sure, sure, sure. and people start drafting yeah, yeah. Uh So I'm of the opinion yeah. that it is worth stepping up a round or two yeah. if you can get Greg's own basically. Yeah. So I was wondering whether you had thoughts on Yeah, I did, well, I can tell you my kicker strategy, and if anyone who's looked over the last couple of seasons would probably uh, have seen it, um, that uh, I take your point, but I wouldn't do it. I'll also say. Rounds 10 to 14, 15, before you take a kick in defence, it's crapshoot. I've, I've probably dropped most of them by week three, so it doesn't really matter. So so to, on that basis, sure, why not get a better kicker? My kicker strategy is I pick the the worst kicker or the funniest name I can in the last round and then drop them immediately so that I can use that spot for a lottery ticket before the season. Maybe I won't this year because there isn't any time for stuff to happen because the game starts. Yeah. But I think I got James Conner last year because I dropped a kicker and picked up... No, I think I actually picked up Aaron Jones, who I loved having there. Yeah, he would have been good as well. And I had to drop Aaron Jones to get James Conner, and I really hesitated on doing it. I'm glad I did it, I think. Um, but Aaron Jones turned out to be... We had to wait on Aaron Jones. Um, but the reason I pick someone terrible is I'm not then... Whenever you pick someone... Even if you're not sure about it, you quickly they become your guy, and it yeah. becomes very difficult to drop it's them. Much harder to drop someone you. you so I generally pick a kicker that isn't even a kicker. That's you know, how I got into that like, weird relationship with Devontae Parker. Yeah, oh, I just yeah, I, I can't quit Devontae. Yeah, um, so I I'm just not tempted to keep him if it's someone. I think last year I picked up someone that was like a kickoff specialist. I mean, what a job that had been cut. So I could just drop it. I wasn't attached to Will Lutz or someone. Um, defense um, again. Again, so, again I mean, I'm I'm rotating three defenses during the season typically anyway, so I don't really care about them. Yeah. So I mean, again, I, I would I would say with with I think I have three defenses that I'd be willing to to, to take slightly earlier to make sure. And who are, I don't know who they are now. Who are the good defenses? Uh, so um, Chicago Bears. Oh yeah, they were good. Uh, awesome. yeah. Number one, uh, the Rams. Uh, yeah, my second and then third for me Texans huh? Texans is it? No, no third for me is either the Browns or um, oh, yeah, Brown. Baltimore again Browns you have to know so know I said last year yeah. to take Baltimore which was a kind of mixed blessing because they, yeah. they they had a couple of really good weeks but they tended they were a very good defence but they tended to just limit the yards they didn't really generate turnovers so it was a hmm. Like they they were very they were solid every week, but they weren't explosive. What is your ideal roster construction at the end? How many of each position do you want? Uh, so I try not to think about it too much, but essentially I, I don't see a reason for a backup quarterback. I think you can get that later on. Yep. Obviously, the, the positions filled out as as they are with probably a running back in the flex, and then yep. 
It's seven subs, isn't it? So seven subs, yeah. seven subs, I'd imagine. Do you carry a backup tight end? Um, probably. I, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't because the, my reasoning is once you get beyond about number eight or nine, and I don't even love them, like 10 to 20, I just don't care. And well, last year with, with tight ends, I just picked up Eric Ebon at some point, yeah. and then he just turned into a touchdown machine. Well, I picked OJ Howard, but then the, the, he's like the fifth ranked tight end this year, so that's just lucky. Yeah, like Eric Ebon wasn't even good. Yeah. He just caught a touchdown net. Every game, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so it depends. Depends what, what would be available. Like, the bench I'm not too bothered about. I turn, so. I turn through my bench a lot. Yeah, yeah. so I'd want, I'd want two, like two each of running backs and wide receivers just to make sure I was covered. And then after that, it would just be a, a case of who I thought was okay. was worth. So, so I might take a backup quarterback if I, like, you know, if I had a decent one and I could take, like, Kyler Murray. I might do it just in case he in turns case out to be good. Paddy Mahomes. That's that's why I took Garoppolo last year, just in case he turned out to be amazing and then he got injured. So, yeah. yeah, relatively small sample size, obviously, with Jimmy Garoppolo. But yeah. for, is it Mullins or something they replaced him with? Uh, Bethard originally and then Mullins came in. Yeah, yeah. Mullins seems about the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, their, their numbers I, are not wildly different. It's a small uh, sample size, but the season before when he when he came in from the pictures, was very good, very, yeah, so that's what I was hoping would extrapolate. But um, yeah, no, I was thinking a similar thing. I thought it'd be great this year. But yeah, old Jimmy G. Yeah. All right, so you're you're picking seven. Who are you picking? So I'm picking seven in in the draft. This is hypothetical. This hasn't been set. Yeah. No. I so I did a. Um, oh, tell us about your mock draft. Yeah. What did you? I do? did a mock draft where I picked seven. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't have the results with me, but I believe I picked Connor. James Connor. And then yeah. second round? Uh, second round was, I think, Mike Evans, but I'm not uh, positive on that. You love your Mike Evans. All right. Uh, anybody on your do not draft at any cost avoid list this year? You just don't like him. Personal, not... reason. Personal reasons. <laughs> Greg Olsen's still on my outs with me, obviously. <laughs> but I, don't, I wouldn't draft him anyway for yeah. various other reasons. Um... I probably wouldn't draft Devontae Adams, but that is because I have him in another league yeah. where I have, like, it's, it's based on a team, so I have Packers yeah. players. So probably avoid him for that. Uh, Julio Jones, I would personally avoid. Yeah. Because I find him a, well, he could be different this year, but last year he must have been very frustrating to own. I think last year he's, he's been he's been no zero, zero zero forty for zero zero like he'll he'll have a game of three touchdowns and that'll be the only one too. His, yeah, and he, he went a long time last year without scoring a touchdown. Yeah. So I'd you know I'd be worried about that. But other than that, you know, I'm pretty much okay with everyone here. Um, CJ Anderson, not not touching him. I hate the guy. Yeah, um, I can see why you would. I, I've I've never owned him and I've yeah and he's he's always good against me it's always annoying. Um, I tell you who I don't draft typically is those um those little pass catchy little running backs, those your Tariq Cohen's oh, yeah, and your no, James, James White's and your Chris said, Thompson's all those. A few years back, but I I had the, the guy in Detroit that used to do it whose name. Oh Riddick, Riddick. Yeah, yeah. Riddick. He yeah. was he was decent for me. Yeah, that's another one where I'm typically wrong. C. Anderson's actually at the Lions now as well. So C. J. Anderson's at the Lions. Yeah, I don't know who's backing up um. Uh, Todd Gurley then. Yeah, well, he might be worth a flyer later on. Yeah, I'd go for him. I might step up and take Todd Gurley again. Yeah, we um, we said we'd keep this on short. I don't know if we did, but um, we should probably come to a close. Any any final comments? Any final like uh, words to the league? Um, any uh, thing really? No. 
Great. Well, uh, what a way to wrap up. Um, thank you very much uh, for joining me in this conversation. Uh, no very exciting, very interesting. Um, be very interested to hear if anyone makes it to this, this point. Um, <laughs> and uh, in all seriousness, congratulations for your season last season. Thanks. Even though the trophy is currently in my bedroom, it is sitting with a Miami Dolphins hat on. Good on it. I am going to draft at least one Miami Dolphin for no reason and I never play him. I can't imagine who it might be that you'd want, but uh, maybe... I'm thinking Kenny Stills currently. Stick with traditional, but... Best of luck with that. All right, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, tune in some other time. (laughs) All right, thank you. Bye.